Yeah, don't look up. What do you think about it? I thought it was okay. Was anything that I said, did anything that I say influence your mind going into the movie or no? Yeah, which is the last question I have for you. I wrote a couple of little quick points, but okay, so it wasn't a terrible film. It was a good parody. Mm -hmm. uh, it did have some laughs in it. I thought it was like 30 minutes too long. Um, little stuff, like it makes fun of everybody, right? Uh, like the administration is obviously Republican, right? Yeah. The people that are telling you like look down and stuff. Yeah. They're Republican, but the president is a Democrat. Is she? Yeah, I don't remember. Could... So when you're in her office, there's photos of her and she's hugging Bill Clinton. Okay. So she's Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay. Okay. All so, right. So there's that. Uh, DiCaprio is dope as hell, always. Uh, I think I thought the best part was just like uh, at the end when he's like shooting at the <laughs> Ron Perlman's yeah. character. Yeah, he's like cool. shooting at the Astro. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, the ending was great. I don't want to say it. Obviously, it's a spoiler, but it was a great ending. It, it wasn't just uh, kind of weird too. No, that was a little weird. No, it's cool because it because it it does that thing where it tells you what's gonna happen at the end. Mm -hmm. Because the guy says, "Oh, you're gonna die from this whatever rock," and she's like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah, yeah. and then it happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, the question was, what did you think about it? What you think about it? What was it about the film that you thought was convincing? Because the film is like about anything. Like when they're doing like the photos and like, oh yeah, like we reported to other scientists and like they have like the, like okay, you were right. Like we consulted our experts and yeah, they came to the same conclusion you guys did. Ah, uh, okay. So it's just it pertains to like the film yeah. because you can make the film about anything, right? You can make it about COVID. You can make it about the about global warming. Like you right, but none of those global. things are as suddenly impactful like an asteroid. Yeah, is. but not a, nothing is as final as that is. I think. But without watching the film, no one is DiCaprio. You kind of feel like, oh, it's gonna lean into global warming, right? Okay. So when you say, oh, there was this part that was like really convincing, I'm like, okay, so it's gonna go heavy into into the parallels of the asteroid and global warming, and I didn't get that part okay. from you. Okay. But you're saying just like the way that the asteroid in the movie how they in the film, just yeah. in the film yeah all right that that makes sense um, like we ran the numbers like can you do them again it's like it's still the same like ninety nine point ninety seven or something like that yeah like, okay so it's not a hundred percent then like let's just say it's seventy percent it's like what <laughs> and then uh, the point I mean the part that was most inconsistent with like reality was the media. Because they're complaining. If you take this as a parallel to like global warming, okay. they're saying like, "Why are you guys making like all this like fluffy shit? All these fluffy mm -hmm. uh, news things, right?" About the rapper and the yeah, you're, all, you're always fucking happy, but that's like not the way our world is. Like true, because media is much more like fear mongering. Exactly. So that's if true. if there was an asteroid like today, they'd be fucking thriving on fear, right? Okay. So. I think that's more to show how, like, it's very kind of, like, the media points, you know, depicts, like, a helpless situation, mm -hmm. or, like, how, for the most part, like, they're responsible for, like, spreading misinformation, I think. That's what I mostly got out of it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's my take on uh, Don't Look Up. Okay. So. What did you think overall of the film, like, as a whole? 
what would you give it? Because it sounds like you enjoyed it or at least had fun with it for the most part. Maybe like a B minus. So was that like a eight? No, it's not an eight. That's, That's what a, a B is equivalent to in like math and like grading. It's a eighty percent. That's no, a B. It's not an eight. I get okay. I give it a seven. Okay, so a C, a C average. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You're the teacher here. I don't know how you... That's how grades work, Johnny. <laughs> Anything below a 5 would be like an F, and then like 6 is a D, 7 is a C, 9 is an A, and then like 10 is like an A++. So, C average is what you're saying. Sure. It's passable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm glad you enjoyed it then, or kind of enjoyed it. I, I mean, at least now you know, like, when I was describing it to you last week about like what it was about, you're like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I definitely get it now. It's not. It beats you over the head with it, with the message. About the futility of, like, our, like, situation. Yeah, but in the film, it's strictly about the asteroid. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I felt like the political undertone was going to spill over into, into like, today's. Oh, okay. I got you. Got you. All right, Johnny. But this is not, well, for the most part, it's not a movie podcast. I think they know that by now. Okay. I know, but I like to say it because this is the Duo Sense Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another weekly installment of the Duo Sense Podcast. I, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, no, I never remember now. <laughs> um, before we get started, let's go ahead. Uh, as always, I am your host, Andrew Roscoe, joined by the Badger of the High Desert, the self-proclaimed lost cause, because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count. The unnecessary one, Johnny. So, all right, Johnny, you already. Okay, what okay you be, before you get into that, I wanted to ask you something. Um, I was trying to watch uh, your other pod and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it on Spotify, on Castbox. Or oh, anything. it's just YouTube. It's just YouTube. Are you what? talking about the the Star Wars one? Yeah. Why isn't it on? It's only on YouTube. For I I don't know. I, I have to ask, ask my co-host why. I put the link on Spotify though. The link is in there, but it leads you to the YouTube page for the. Wait, so I can find it on Spotify? No, I put it into the description for this podcast. Like, it's in the Uh, description. But it's just going to lead you to YouTube. Because that's how, currently, that's just how it's set up. I haven't haven't really talked about why it's not on other stuff yet. But maybe I will in the next time. Some kind of secret. No, it's not a secret. I think it's just, we haven't figured out how to, like, rip the audio directly from the YouTube video. So it's just audio only. I'm sure there's like a conversion thing out there somewhere, but I'm not sure. I have I haven't really like delved into it. All right, because I, I want to watch it. I'm I am gonna watch. I mean, it. you can just listen to it too. Just have it on YouTube and just don't look at the screen. Yeah, but like for, in order for that to like work out, they I offer you the like the YouTube Plus thing, and then if I'm walking around with like YouTube and then I touch something and that shit goes away and oh, fucks my you're right, you're my right. position and that shit is annoying as fuck. It used to be YouTube Red, whatever it is, YouTube Plus, Premium, whatever yeah. it is. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. a fair point. I, I guess because I listen to pot, to those things like when I'm driving, so my phone's not moving around mm-hmm. really. It's just sitting there on the passenger seat. Yeah. So maybe that's why I'm not, I, I have not considered that that's a, that could be an issue. So. Yeah, and also it's it feels weird when I'm watching something on YouTube. And there's like no images of like Star Wars or anything. It's just two people talking. And I'm like, there is some Star Wars imagery. Well, it's mostly it? like, it's mostly in like the template we use. Like, 
Like it's like a bl- black background, but it's like our like little screens, but the black background with stars and stuff and like the Star Wars logo. But yeah, it's... maybe it's asking for too much because you guys just started the pod. But it'd be dope if like you think of something, and then you show us the reference of it. Like just show us an image of. We it. did that with the vehicle episode we just did recently. We were talking about like, our favorite vehicles, mm-hmm. and I think my co-host Abram, I think he put like every time he mentioned the vehicle, like it in the bit in between us in the middle. I think like an actual like little JPEG of the video of the okay. I think. I haven't watched it since we filmed it, so I don't know. <laughs> right. But I'll look into it later. Uh, Johnny, thanks. Well, thanks again for the plug. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started. We have a couple of stories. So I was actually running a little late today. Actually, what's the name of the pod? Oh, it's called My Star Wars Show. It's just called that. Cool. My Star Wars Show on YouTube. Um, I was running late, which turned out to be a good thing because I, for- I forgot that the CES stuff is going on. Um, so I guess we can just dive into that first because that's the stuff that I have loaded up for. We have a couple stories, but the CES one is the main one, uh, for Sony. Uh, so let's talk about it. I have this article from The Verge written by Richard Lowler. says, Sony pivots into cars with Sony Mobility, Inc., and a Vision S SUV prototype at CES 2022. During Sony's keynote presentation at CES 2022, the company rolled out the Vision S EV we saw last year, along with oh, I didn't even know we saw it last year. I didn't know that was a thing, along with a new concept SUV dubbed Vision S02. But the big surprise is the launch of Sony Mobility, a new company it's starting that will focus on electric cars. While the tech industry has been focused for several years on whether or not Apple might produce a vehicle, Sony already showed us a working prototype packed full of its technology, and now it's going a step further. Sony posted several demo videos on YouTube featuring both Vision S prototype EVs. Some, like the two-minute concept movie above, give hints of the picture-perfect lifestyle these cars could be a part of. Others show off the design of the user interface or feature a test of remote driving via a 5G connection linking Tokyo and Germany in real time. That is really cool. Uh, kind of scary at the same time. We don't know if this all leads to actually talking a Sony brand car for a spin someday, but clearly it has a vision for the autonomous electric future that it's pursuing. Quote, we are exploring a commercial launch of Sony's EV, said Kenichiro Yoshida, the company's chairman, president, and CEO. That exploration will apparently find out how a creative entertainment company can redefine mobility. During last year's reveal of the Vision S, Sony talked a lot about its capabilities with sensors and we'll see how it uses that technological advantage in the car industry. In 2021, it already shared some pain with automakers in dealing with the chip shortage, whether it intends to join the party as a full-fledged competitor or some form of supplier or partner is what we, and possibly Sony, don't know yet. All right, that's kind of the end of the article. So uh, not mentioned in the article, but I'm not going to pull up another article. Uh, PlayStation or Sony, whichever one you refer to, officially unveiled the PlayStation VR as the new generation being called PlayStation VR 2. Very simple name. Not that surprising considering Sony's traditional naming conventions are very straightforward. Yeah. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, We got kind of an idea of what some of the features were, right? I remember we asked about what was the... uh, Foveated? What was the word? Foveative? Foveated. Foveated. Something like that. Uh, here you go. I'm looking up. Uh, it has 4K HDR OLED with 110 degree field of view, 
frame rate of 90 or 120 hertz. Headset sensory feedback, so the headset will shake. 3D audio, eye tracking, so that's what we saw with the foveate, the foveatic or foveatic, whatever the thing was, mm-hmm. where it's only rendering like where your eyeballs are looking at. And then not so much at like your peripheral, it's kind of like not trying as hard because it's not. Oh, wait, wait, let me get that again. So they're tracking your eyes and it's rendering what you're looking at and yes. not the rest? Yes. So I imagine if you try to be smart and try to look real quickly, it might take a while to render. I don't know. But it sounds like they're trying to cut down on the amount of like CPU usage. That sounds like it's just in the engine. Not, like I, I said like 120 degrees, right? I feel like that's all going to be rendered. Right, but I get as different degrees of rendering. Something's gonna be like uh, really rendered, and some that are just gonna be kind of just like we're not gonna focus on that because you're not looking at it at the moment, kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, so eye tracking, uh, sense controllers, and they have haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, so kind of like the dual sense controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and single cord. It's all attached to it. Only one cord, which again, I sucks that it's not cordless, but I get like we're not there yet for cost and like for performance reasons. But now it's just one cord instead of like five freaking cords. So that's an improvement. I'll take that over having five. Uh, Johnny. And then we got, of course, the reveal of a new Horizon game. A side game. Uh, Horizon Call, Call of the Mountain. And it's kind of like a first person VR experience that's going to come later in the year, I think. I Well, I don't know if they said later in the year. But it's going to be like launching around the same time as the PSVR 2 is. Mm-hmm. So... And then, oh, and then we got the trailer for Uncharted where, like, they kind of basically give away the best part of the movie, which is the whole plane sequence. All right. I got a lot, all, all, off, all off my chest. Johnny, what do you, where do you want to start? What do you want? Do you want to talk about the car? Or maybe the car's not the big thing. Do you want to talk about the VR? you want to talk about? Yeah, it's, it's the article's loaded. Yeah. So the Horizon VR thing, Fidelity doesn't look all that great. The scene didn't look that great. I wish they didn't release that. Um, just show when it's really ready. Well, I think they wanted to get you, like, like we're committed, like we're all in on doing a new VR thing. Is I think that we wanted to show, even though it was just like a cinematic twenty second trailer. I guess, but we're all expecting a VR too. We'd be surprised if they didn't do it. Well, Sony hasn't always like PlayStation hasn't always committed to all of its like gimmick stuff. Like with the Vita, like they stopped supporting the Vita after like one year, and like uh. The in the old days, the PlayStation Eye toy, which is like the precursor to VR, like they did that for like a little bit and they kind of just dropped it. Like they have a habit of like getting into things and then like not sub- giving it as much support as they should. I don't know. VR seems way more successful than a lot of uh, those other gimmicks. Not to mention that they're in competition with other other uh, VR sets that are doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the trailer for Horizon was just kind of whatever to me. Uh, the car. Looks generic to me. I don't like EV cars, so the design is it because it's not like room room. What does that mean? Like, like it's not like a sports car or something designed for high performance, like on the on the freeway. No, it doesn't have to be high performance. I just don't like the way EV cars look. Like Tesla's car looks cool, okay, but it it, it doesn't like really do much for me. Like I like my cars with grills. Just show me the fucking grill. I don't care if it's an EV. I like grills. I like seeing uh the exhaust the ports all that shit all that like boy shit so, yeah the, like the tim the tool man taylor like, oh, oh, yeah, oh. Exactly. <laughs> power <laughs> uh so yeah of course just whatever to me it looks nice mm-hmm. like the top is all black right yeah, that looks cool that looks dope mm-hmm. 
but uh, I didn't see the inside. I didn't see much of the inside. You see like the displays on the inside. I saw the display, but that looked the dashboard. very like conceptual type of stuff, right? R- right, right. I mean, I, I don't imagine it'll be that different if they go into like full production. I don't think it would be that much different. They didn't give cost or anything, huh? No cost. Uh, well, because we're not. They're not. I don't, they haven't even said like, oh yeah, like we're going to like full production into like an assembly line kind of thing. They just said like, here's our concept. This is what we're working on, and like who knows at what point. I don't recall seeing anything that was like, oh shit, that's like a Sony thing. Like only Sony can integrate this, right? Like something. I thought it'd be PlayStation cool. is integrated yeah. in there. Yeah, I was like, that would be cool if they like, I don't know, they showed up like the grill and like it's like the PlayStation symbols or like. Yeah, this is like, like you said, this kind of just shows like, oh, they're committed to actually. Or if they showed an exhaust with like a circle and another one's like a square or something, <laughs> like you know, a little like yeah, a little yeah, subtle, something like that. Like so- it's got the. The symbols texture on the seats something like that. on the leather kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of like the ps5 controller has it yeah that would have been dope yeah okay and what was the other part uh we have vr the car and then i think cool if it has like a built-in like display on the headset on the on the on the headsets on the back and it's like has a ps5 built-in or something a little too cheesy <laughs> a little too on the nose uh oh the trailer looked terrible for uncharted like the part where you it actually... looks really bad because you can tell like the background's all CG, but like yeah. obviously it's gonna be it's not real, right? But like it's very obvious in the trailer that it's like very CG ish looking. It looks bad, dude. Because now they show, now they show he gets hit by a car. It's like then... one of those issues where like, you know, like when you're outside but the source of light doesn't look right, kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Not really. Where, like, he's outside, but it looks like the sun, like, it's like the shadows, like, the light looks like the, like, it doesn't look like it's supposed to be natural lighting. Well, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, like. It just looks. It, like, one thing is off, and then you start nitpicking everything. It looks like something that you would see, like, on the Mandalorian, kind of, if that makes sense. Okay, well. Where the CG isn't, like, well, you know. To me, the physics are off, but the thing is. When you play Uncharted, the physics are off. Like, you really couldn't have Uncharted. Like, Nathan Drake is pretty much a superhuman, right? Kind of, This yeah. fucker is falling everywhere. He's taking all these hits. He's taking, not like, taking so like many Not taking, like, any major organ or skeletal damage. Yeah, he's doing, like, massive jumps. So it makes sense in the game, but it's really weird. Maybe because I'm looking at, uh, what's his name doing it? Tom you Holland. Know? Yeah. And Tom Holland to me, it's like, like we jumps from box to box and it's like, how's the wind not knocking you back as soon as you jump? Right. Well, exactly. When I see this girl in the car, okay. You see the girl in the car, right? Yeah. And she opens the door and the door just immediately rips off. rips off. Exactly. And then she jumps, she like crawls out of the car. I'm like, but she's not affected the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why did you. you not fly out the car like your door did? Or at right? least get pushed back or something. Yeah. Yeah. I got and then, you. And then how they're just kind of casually talking with this high wind. Yes. Right? He's like, what are you doing? And it's like, no, like, no, we're not conversating. You should be like trying to survive, figure out how you're going to survive. This isn't time to chit chat. Yeah. I got you. I just I was thinking the same. Good, dude. I was thinking the same thing as I was watching it. and I was like, like I don't feel the stakes here. I don't feel like the danger yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get you. And yeah, well, we also I don't think we talked about it, but there's the poster now where Sully looks like Nathan Drake. <laughs> I I didn't see that yet. Yeah, because it, the in the background is a like. Does he have like the pistol holsters? And yes. Stuff or wow, that's misleading. Yeah, and then Tom Holland is in the front. Tom Holland just looks like, like. Uh, the sidekick 
but he's in the for in the forefront. Yeah. And then there's a pirate ship in the back. The casting just isn't working out for me. Okay. And uh, I wanted to see more of Antonio Banderas' character. Like he's like supposed to be like the villain or whatever. I wanted to see more of him, but maybe I guess we'll. Just, they're just probably saving him. That yeah, scene. he looks like the character from Part Four. It look. I can't believe that movie's literally coming out like next month. It feels like it's still like far off. I don't feel like it's gonna do that well. February eighteenth, the day after. Uh, no, the same week as Valentine's Day, basically. But I, I, it's weird to me to think that. Oh yeah, that movie's around the corner. And then like, did you hear about like Morbius getting pushed back to April again? The sixth delay for that Six, movie. Damn. That movie was supposed to come out like two years ago, Johnny. And he, and it's like you think like you swear like Sony's like. Oh no, he can't release it because of COVID. Like this movie's gonna be performing bad. It's like it's gonna perform bad either way. Morbius <laughs> doesn't look that bad though. It looks cheesy to me. It looks kind of silly to me. It looks really cheesy to me. I think. Like you see the scene of him flying in the subway. It looks so weird. <laughs> mm. Like I get that's what the character does in the comics. He can fly around. Well, like, he's a vampire. But it doesn't translate well to like film. I think it looks goofy. Like, he's just like this with his arms out, Johnny. He- oh, you know what? Maybe because it's a Sony film, right? What has to do with it? I think Sony owns more views. Yeah, of course they do. Well, they have the rights to it. Of oh, like, Spider-Man related characters are like but when part I see, of the contract. When I see more views, I get the same feel I get when I see, when I'm looking at Venom. Yeah. Like, Both Sony movies, yeah. Yeah, but they're, they feel distinct from like the Marvel stuff. Like, only Spider-Man is looking like a Marvel film. Right, right, right. right. But... But Morbius and Venom look like a Sony film. Well, they're all even Spider Man is a Sony made video. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know they work together, but for some reason, it's a different tone. Yeah, Yeah, it's a different tone. Feels different. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyways, back on topic. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, Oh, what do you think about the name Sony Mobility Inc. for the card? I don't like it. You don't like that name for the card division, Sony Mobility Inc. It makes it sound like they make products for like disabled people or something. Like I hear mobility. And I think of like wheelchairs or something, or like walkers. I don't know. Sony Mobility Inc. It sounds like they make like healthcare products or something. Just my two cents. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's go on to our next story. One that you were you were a little more excited about. Um, looks like Hideo Kojima's up to stuff. This article comes to us by way of GameStop. I'm sorry, GameSpot. I get those two confused all the time. GameSpot. Written by Eddie Makush? McCuck? Makush? I'm going to go with Makush. Because I don't know. Makush. Game designer. (laughs) You said my cuck. And then my cooch. And then... (laughs) Come on. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Game designer Hideo Kojima has discussed some of his plans for 2022. Saying he plans to experiment with a, quote, radical project, end quote. This year and make further investments to the video team. Kojima said he might also pursue something new like a radio project of some type. I wonder what that means. Kojima discussed all of his all of this on Twitter recently via Video Game Chronicle. He said 2021 was a, quote, very difficult year. You're telling me, Kojima, you're telling me. But despite the challenges due to the pandemic, the team was able to release the Death Stranding Director's Cut on PlayStation 5. Still have to play that. Additionally, Kojima said his team spent time in 2021 solemnly preparing and experimenting with new titles. And there's like the actual tweet where he said that. Uh, He says, this year I'm going to start a new work in earnest and move to the next level of experimentation with a radical project. 
I'm also hoping to get the video team going and I may start doing something like the radio project question mark. I hope that means that we're going to get a Kojima podcast because that'd be dope. I, it would just have to be translated in English. Uh, what those new titles are remains to be seen. One exciting rumor is that Kojima is working with Microsoft on a new Xbox game, though this has yet to be confirmed or officially announced. At the Game Awards, movie director and Kojima's pal, Guillermo del Toro, offered what sounded like a tease for a new Silent Hill game. However, del Toro subse- subsequently confirmed that he was only joking. Kojima's comment about the video team might be in relation to the film and TV unit that Kojima Productions opened in 2021. Based in Los Angeles, the team will work with, quote, creative and talented professionals in television, music, and film, end quote. How cool would it be, Johnny, to, like, be involved with, like, something that Kojima's making? Like, that's, like, that's, like, goals right there, I think. Anyways, Johnny, what do you, th- what, what is this? Because you brought it up to me, like, I kind of, it flew under my radar, but you said you wanted to talk about this. What do you think this well, radical project could be? Oh, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about because I don't know what the hell it is. And I'm wondering <laughs> if you know... <laughs> If you can try to decipher what is a radio project. I told you. I just said right now, like, what if he means a podcast and he just doesn't know the proper term for yeah, a podcast? Yeah, but he's not doing that. Well, he's not going to launch a radio show. No. That's even more regressive than a podcast. No. Okay. Well, this might have to do with... Like, radio technology? Like, long-distance communication? Or what? Well, he did open up a a film... Production team. Yeah, over in LA. So, maybe it's related to that. Okay. But... <laughs> what is it like is he integrating radio into video games somehow i don't know some kind of long form like radioite serial like story like here's part three of like some kind of like audio format like story thing i don't know radical project i don't know i mean does that mean new mechanics for him <laughs> excuse me uh, let me look at the tweet again. He says, although 2021 was still a very difficult year for us, we managed to deliver the release of uh, Death's Diary Director's Cover PS5 safely. Uh, we're slowly preparing and experimenting with new titles. Thank you very much. This year I'm going to start a new work in earnest and move to the next level of experimentation with a radical project. I'm also hoping to get the video team going, and I may start doing something like a radio project. Okay, I was rereading it to see if I could find some kind of clue. And then, like, in the tweet, he uses, a like, concept art for, like, um... Uh, Death Stranding, which doesn't really tell me much. Uh, I hear Radio Project, and I'm trying to think. The, only, the closest thing I can think of is like a podcast, because that's like the only thing that really fits that. I don't think he's talking about like an actual like on the radio kind of thing. I wish unless he had... unless he's like announcing his next thing through radio, I don't think so. But I wish he had um. Like more companion content to go with his games. Like I wish there was lore, like a book, or a comic series. Like God of War has a podcast. They have a audio book, and I think that's just a comic. But they have stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I wish Kojima could give us like, like a well-produced podcast. But the Mm -hmm. podcast takes place in the game. That'd be cool. Okay. Like Silent Hill podcast. That'd be awesome. And they give us like little segments before the game releases. Like they oh, announce the okay. Game. So like supplementary material. Yeah. Like, so they announce Silent Hill and then throughout that year, like maybe every quarter they release like a audio file leading up to the actual game release. I mean, that could be interesting. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. I think God of War did that. Um, I think Halo did the same thing too, where they have like a, 
a podcast that Microsoft does themselves. That's mm-hmm. like kind of like filling in the gaps. Like if you haven't played any of the Halo games, like it's like a mini podcast series that kind of fills in the gaps for you, so you have an understanding without having to play the game. So you're like caught up for like Halo Infinite. So something like that, right? Like a little like something like we call it. I think the term is ancillary. Is like the term I'm looking for. Like kind of like supplementary, like extra backup things that like strengthen the core experience, basically. I think you're right. That could be interesting. I'm just thinking, is the Radical Project, that's not the same as the radio thing, right? It doesn't sound no, like. No, they sound like separate things. So I'm thinking, yeah, Radical Project, it sounds like, this is me, there's no like actual clues. This is me speculating that it sounds like it could be like the Xbox thing, like the thing with all the servers, remember? Like a while back, the server room and like, how supposedly like, oh yeah, like we'll provide you whatever you need, Mr. Kojima. Remember that from like months ago? Yeah. Uh, so me radical would be i mean that's just like hey it's just like, like a buzzword like radical. we got the cloud you want to work on the cloud i don't know how that's a radical project like a lot of studios are going to try to do that right right so i don't see how that's unique to kojima i think something radical would be like if let's just use silent hill again right mm-hmm. if you're playing silent hill but kojima does this and like kojima's known to do this but like you know take the take the take the memory card out your playstation thing he'll do that right what if in the game silent hill he tells you like all right close your eyes and then you have to play a game parts parts of the game you have to play segments but it's just on the dual sense okay but you have to close your eyes to like really get into it and then the dual sense is telling you like hey fill around around the wall and there's no like visual like stimuli yeah and then like get on the ground and look for your keys and you got to fill around the floor and you feel your keys on the ground and that's it's pretty all meta. dark. That sounds pretty radical to me as far as gameplay goes. Yeah. So. Or like something like Psychomantis, you know how like exactly. instead of reading your memory stick card, it's like, oh, like you like this and this company on your social media, like something like that kind of thing. Yeah. That would be cool. That'd be interesting if it was maybe a VR game. Because mm. because if the VR can track your eyes, or if it like implements stuff from your real life social media into like the game, that's like... too much. Fuck all that. Oh, no. that was strong. But you know, okay, because no, you know, because like... it's like you you're granting access to all this. No, it's Kojima production. Like, calm down, Johnny. Like, what's Kojima? You think Kojima cares about like your interests? Like, it's no. kind of like how no, like how in Metal Gear Solid where it reads your memory card, right? So it knows what uh-huh. games you're playing, right? The Konami ones, at least, right? Yeah. What if there was something similar to like that? Like, oh, like you like Metal Gear on Facebook or something. I don't know. Something simple. It doesn't have to be like your relationship status or something invasive like that. No, not like that. It just feels like... Icky? Yeah, it just feels icky. Okay. I don't know. But I was gonna. what I was going to say is like if uh, with the Silent Hill thing or whatever, like if you close your eyes, it makes more sense if you're doing it in VR. Because and it's like open your eyes and there's like something scary on the screen or yeah, something. Yeah, because the VR is supposed to track your eyes. Right. So it knows when your eyes are. I would be scared to play a Kojima Productions game in VR because knowing Kojima, he likes to he likes to surprise you in like the most unconventional ways. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> I am, dude. Dude, I, these last couple of months I've been craving that scary game. Like I keep thinking back of like Resident Evil. Like I want to do another run, but the only run left is like super ultra. Hard ass mode. Ultra. And, ultra. And Nemesis ultra, is. Ultra. Wait, you talking about Village or three? Uh, three. I thought you were talking about Village. I do want to play Village again. You gotta do the knife run, Johnny. You gotta do the knife run. I don't know if I can do that. It's possible. I have done it before. It's possible. I'm sure. It just sound. It just feels tedious. 
enough. Very fun. It is tedious. It is fun, though, but it is tedious. Because it's more like a challenge of, like, can I avoid these enemies because I just don't want to go through this right now. I feel like I'd get to the portion where the dragon is, whatever the hell that uh-huh, thing is. Right. And I'd stab in and I'd be like, this is impractical. And <laughs> It's kind of silly, yeah. Yeah. I'd still be collecting the guns and I'd be like, man, fuck this. You're it's just time. pulling up your inventory for no reason. It's time. I got, like, 500 rounds. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel weird when you're like, oh, yeah, like you can't even use like explosives. So yeah. you can't throw grenades or anything. You have to just only use your knife. It is kind of like tough. But yeah, you're right. It is less fun because you have all these tools that you can't use. Mm-hmm. I get you. Let's go on to our final story, shall we, Johnny? There's not that much stuff. It's, it's still early January. This is January 4th. There's just not enough video game news yet. Uh, people are barely coming back. The a lot of the people I follow on Twitter who do like the PR stuff for the games, like they're today was like barely like their first day back from work from vacation, so like a lot of like press releases that kind of stuff is not like fully going out yet. Other than the C, the consumer entertainment uh, software stuff, the CS stuff. Uh, let's go to Game Rant and Johnny for our next story. This one's a little bit older, but we haven't talked about it because you know uh, we didn't do any stories the last time we did Game of the Year stuff. Star Wars, uh, it's written by Joshua Duckworth. I like that name, Duckworth. That's cool. Duckworth. It sounds like it sounds like a very like posh like Disney name, like like Scrooge McDuck. Yes, exactly. Like an elitist Disney character, Duckworth. It's like oh, you gotta watch out for Duckworth. Like it's a conniving little punk. All right, Star Wars Eclipse is reportedly having serious development issues. The return of Lucasfilm Games was one of the biggest video game surprises of 2021. And so was how fast it worked. Several Star Wars video game projects have been either announced or rumored since then, with the Kodor remake and Quantic Dream's Star Wars Eclipse both falling into the former category. All fans have seen of either, but more specifically the latter, is a cinematic trailer. This isn't all too uncommon, especially for games early in their development cycles. However, it may not be the best news for Star Wars Eclipse. It seems the game has already encountered serious development issues that may very well impact it in the long run. This information comes way of Tom Henderson's sources, including those familiar with past and future Quantic Dream plans and more. All this information should be treated as rumor. Apparently, Star Wars Eclipse originally started off as an MMORPG codenamed Project Karma, but was rejected by Sony for Detroit Become Human instead. These MMORPG assets would eventually be repurposed and pitched as a new Star Wars game. Quantic Dream's engine is supposedly struggling with Star Wars Eclipse as it was only designed for confined level... Sorry, the next two words are very similar. Only designed for confined levels and limited NPCs. I got levels and limited mixed up. Thus suggesting the initial scope for the game may be beyond Quantic Dream's current resource capabilities. We talked about this, Johnny. We talked about this. About, like, I don't know if they're the right fit for this kind of stuff. After all, the studio is also reportedly struggling with the multiplayer aspect of Star Wars Eclipse. And after 18 months in production slash development, there is still no playable internal version of the game yet. Part of this seems to be a struggle for resources. After Detroit Become Human, the studio was reportedly looking to sell itself as a way to get more resources and expand the studio's size and scope. But Quantic Dream's workplace harassment, racism, sexism, and homophobia accusations reportedly drove away all the buyers. 
Combined with this is the fact that Quantic Dream is having staffing issues due to allegations as well. Specifically, these allegations involve studio head David Cage, who has allegedly made inappropriate jokes about female actors in Quantic Dream games, as well as a lot more. His alleged behavior is a primary factor in the above allegation troubles and rumors, but it's also the reason fans began the Blackout Star Wars Eclipse campaign. Remember that hashtag we were talking about, Johnny, a while back? With many vow- Johnny's nodding. With many vowing to not support the game as long as David Cage is involved, what comes with these accusations, as well as the development trouble of the game itself, remains to be seen. So again, a lot of this stuff, again, like, it's written as, like, matter-of-factly, but again, a lot of this stuff is, for, like, legal reasons, allegations. I was about to say that. A lot of this just sounds like speculation. Allegations, like they're, Johnny. They're talking allegations about... go a little beyond speculation, though. Yeah, Spe- but I mean, also speculation because they said the game is only, like, 18 months in, right? Yes. That's, that's like, not shit for a fucking game. No, but by that point, like, almost two years, about a year and a half, there should be some kind of, like, interactive or at least playable some kind of like movement or like looking for the words not a demo but there should be a like proof of concept there you go thank you that's the word I'm looking for that sh- there should be something where like this is what we can show you or like here's this something like we're like tinkering with in in engine or something yeah like you've seen um have you seen like the development of the latest spider-man it looked like that ge- that game got like they fucking made it happen like really fast dude well because it's just built off of like the previous stuff from like miles morales and the previous spider-man game I no mentioned. that's what i mean dude. The, not miles morales but the ps4 spider-man yeah so it looks like they they got that up and running like really fast they just transfer the assets over or just build up on that yeah but like if you see uh the development of uh god of war they were years into that shit and they felt like a year out six months out they were like i don't we don't know if we could launch this shit because there were so many bugs. This shit was all jacked up, dude. So, the pipeline is always different for all these studios. Right. But to say, like, oh, it's it's 18 months and they're already, like, struggling. That doesn't say a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, it's not like they're anywhere close to release where they should start, like, panicking, right? Because we just barely found out about this game last month. Yeah. At the same time, though... Um, what do you think about the allegations being as a kind of like hampering of them, like being able to recruit talent? Do you think there's any truth there or? I don't know. Like it, it yeah, it probably does play a factor, but. Imagine you're was... a new, like recently graduated starry eyed game developer mm-hmm. and you're like, maybe I should work for Quantic Dream. And then you hear about all this stuff in the news. You're like, oh no, oh no. I don't know if a lot of people are going to pass up on that opportunity especially if they're like just out of school right and this is their dream and they get a call from a company like, like well that. maybe it won't be so bad right yeah they might go ahead and try it out and see like well if it's toxic i'll get out and in the meantime i would have learned a whole lot i can put this on my on my resume resume however you want to say it but uh i don't know how much of a factor that's playing yeah and they i mean said a toxic working environment as far as I know, it's only him that said, like, ridiculous shit. Yeah. I don't know if that's throughout the whole fucking company. That's a little absurd to say it's the whole company. For the we... most part, it seems to be, like, squarely on his shoulders. Yeah. But they said a tough working environment, like a toxic working environment. Do you think it's, like, it just, like, trickles on down from the top or something? Because, like, I... this is the thing. This is tricky when you're talking about allegations because there's things that, like, 
I think for the most part, like in the court of like when it comes to like the media stuff, like allegations are almost like good enough as proof for like the most people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate that shit. Like allegations, like they're like where smoke, there's fire kind of situation. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, have you have you not ever been in a company where your boss is an asshole, but everybody else is super cool, and you're like, yeah, like as long as I'm not talking to them, I'm good. If they leave me alone, I do my my job. I'm fine. Of the few and bosses, they do dumb shit. Well, of the few bosses I've had over the years, they've all been pretty good. I've had crappy employees though, like coworkers. Yeah. Who like, like they're toxic or whatever, or maybe not toxic, but they're just like not great people. And then like other customers were like, "Oh yeah, I stopped coming because of so and so," and it was like, "Well, that's not my fault. Like so and so's so and so, right? And that's not me." So it's like, "I'm sorry you had a crappy experience with one of our like reps or something." Yeah, definitely. But is that person enough to make you quit and like leave all the dope nah. people behind that nah. you like? No, no, because I I didn't always have shifts with her, so no. But I, I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, like, they make blatant statements, is what I'm saying. Right. Or is it? Am I saying that right? Blanket. Blanket statements. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. All right, Johnny. So that was the last of our. We only had three stories. There's not much to talk about. Like, there's not that much stuff that happened. Again, it's still early in the year. It's the first week of January, guys. We have a whole bunch of. There is a lot of stuff coming out this year, and I imagine there's gonna be even more like scandals and news coming out throughout the year trickling out. So, uh, buckle in, ladies and gentlemen. We have a long 2022 ahead of us. <laughs> Johnny, let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? You go first. All right. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I recently acquired a gaming PC. I have joined the PC Master Race recently. It's pretty awesome. I uh, I started, I downloaded a few games off of Game Pass because now I can like download stuff to the actual system and mm-hmm. not worry about it not being able to run. So I'm not streaming anything. I downloaded it. Uh, yeah, you got a great deal there. I did. I downloaded a few games. Um, the first one I actually completed. I've already completed one game this year so far. So far. Uh, for the Forgotten City. Okay. Johnny, do you know the Forgotten City? No. Okay. So Forgotten City started off started its life off as a mod for Skyrim. It was a mod for Skyrim, and then the people who made the game got so much positive press that they actually went into like a full-fledged development cycle and actually made a standalone game based off the mod. I've heard about this, yeah. So Forgotten City is... It's a really interesting concept. You kind of stumble into an ancient Greek city. There's like 20-something people in the whole city. It's not. It's not that big. But... The premise is that you're there to stop somebody from screwing up because if somebody commits a sin, quote, in the city, everybody gets killed for it. So there's a time loop mechanic where... Wait, is Sodom and Gomorrah type of shit? No, it's Greek, Johnny, first of all. Yeah, I know, but it's like one person does one thing bad. And then the... Oh, in that case, yes, kind of like that. Yeah. It, uh, they call it, there's a word for it. I know that this word decimation comes from that. Did you know that? Uh, that's that's a dope word. Decimation. You heard of that? No, I don't know. So de- the actual phrase decimation is based off the ancient, uh, no, I'm sorry, Roman tradition of where if you have a whole platoon of men, let's say it's a small group of 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. If one of the guys commits a crime and nobody like explains or who did it or comes forward, then they randomly draw straws. And whoever draws like the shortest straw gets killed by the other nine. That's wild. So it's like a very crazy kind of like 
you're responsible for the guy next to you kind of situation. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to get somebody killed or if you don't want to die or something like that, then it's you have to keep the rest of your team like in line, like morally and like lawfully. So that's where the word comes from. Des, like 10, decimation. You're cutting down the 10. Interesting. So that expands it further where there's like, there's like 20, I think there's 23 characters, not including yourself in the city. Yeah. And so what you're doing is like you're tasked with finding out who's the one's going to commit the sin because one of them is going to commit it. And then like if you don't figure it out in time, then everybody gets killed and then you're forced to like repeat the same thing over until you. But the cool thing is each time you, you get to keep your cumulative knowledge. So like whatever you learned in the first loop, like you know that's going to happen in the, in the next one. So let's say like, OK, it's not this person. This person doesn't screw up. The next time you go through it again, you don't have to worry about that person. You can focus on something else or like whatever the clues are that tell you like, okay, it's this other person or something like that. So this is a first person game? Yeah, it is first person, yes. So what's like the combat like? The combat is very weak. There's not that much. It's combat is not like the focus of the game. Okay. There is some minor combat with like some other like uh, enemies, but it's like only like in, there's only like two areas I remember in the game where you have to do the combat. It's not that big of a deal. It's very simple. It's not like demanding if you're worried about it. What do I it. feel like this is kind of like a secret Hitler? It kind of is, sort of, in a way. But like, as you figure it out, because like, like minor spoilers, more than one person messes up. Mm-hmm. But the, each time you start the loop, you can like right off the bat, like say like, okay, this person's gonna commit this stuff. Like, tell you tell somebody, make sure they don't do this, and they say, like, okay, like I'll go stop them or whatever. And so like, you extend the gameplay time. For like the next loop kind of thing. Because you 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 prevented like this assassination or this theft or whatever the issue is. Like you prevented it. So now like when the next time messes up, it's further along the timeline. Yeah. So each time you do like the loop, you find out more information. And then like the items carry over with you. So you can actually mess up and get everybody killed. But because you messed up or whatever, like you restart, but you get to keep your objects. So for example... um. For example, you need like a key to get to somebody's like locker or whatever. But by committing theft, you instantly doom everybody. So you steal the key, but now like everybody gets killed and then you start over. But when you start over the loop, you still have the key from the previous loop. But it doesn't count as a theft because it's a fresh new loop. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you're forced to go over several loops a couple of times to like acquire enough materials to get you further into the next loop kind of thing. But, like, it's usually theft or through, like, illegal means or something. And there's, like, a good example where, like, some character will, like, sell you information. And then the next time you don't have to pay her because you have that cumulative knowledge from the previous run. So it's like, oh, like I don't need your information. I don't have to buy it from you. I already rem- I already know what it is. And it's like, how do you know that? Because nobody else remembers the loop except for you. Yeah. So it's a really cool, it's a really cool concept. Like, there's a massive, massive, like, twist. Like, once you figure out what's actually going on here with the time loop thing and, like, the the nature of like the characters in the city. It's like, like it's one of those moments where like, Oh my God, like that stuff was in my face and I didn't realize what it meant until like way later kind of stuff. It's a, it's a really dope game. It's one of my, I, it's one of my favorite games from this past year. Um, it came well, Yeah. It came out in July of last year, but I finally just played it on game pass because, um, I, uh, it was one of those weird games where you can't stream it off the, off the X cloud thing, whatever. You have to like actually install it on your on your system. So I had to wait until I had a PC that was like hefty enough to handle it. 
So, anyway, so Forgotten City is really dope. It's really short. It's like five hours, Johnny. It's a really short game. That was my next question. It's a really short game. It's like five hours. Like you've learned everything you need to know in the game, like within the first five hours, and like there's multiple endings. I got every ending except for like the most basic one, which I think is like uh, like the bad ending. I got the true ending like after I I beat it two, twice. I got the true ending. The true ending was like it answered every single question I had in, in a very satisfying way. Where I was like, like oh that's what's been happening this whole time. And like oh. yeah, I was gonna ask you like you find this Roman thing, but does everything just like there's a loop system? Does it all occur because of magic or? yes well i mean it's not science based that's what you're asking the loop is very much magical just because no it's explained it's explained in a way that like okay yeah that's how this has to function or else it wouldn't function kind of thing all right yeah it's a really dope game it's really short i think everybody should play it like the characters are really neat the story is great the the combat is almost like non-existent but that's not like the focus of the game the focus of the game is the story and twist and like the Little facts and little tidbits. Like, it draws on, like, Roman lore and, like, Greek mythology and, like, all this stuff wrapped around with, like, there's, like, a Christian aspect. Like, it, it's really dope. It draws on multiple, like, cultures and, like, religions in a way where, like, it kind of makes them all make sense at the same time. It's a really dope game. I recommend it. If you're not going to play it, at least watch a YouTube playthrough of it or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's really fun. Uh, So, yeah, that game took me about five, six hours or so. Um, And, yeah, great game. Uh, next I started, uh, cause I'm trying to play more, I'm trying to play shorter, but more games this year. I started this one called Lake mm-hmm. and so far it's pretty simple. The premise is you are this woman like in her forties who comes back to her hometown. Her hometown is well built around a lake in the middle of the city or the town or whatever. And you're like taking over for your dad who's like on a on vacation or he's on a trip or something. You're taking over as a mailman for the town. So most of the gameplay is you just driving around, dropping off packages and letters. But as you do that, you get to kind of like know the characters in like a kind of like in a if you've ever played Life is Strange or kind of like Heavy Rain, like that style where like there's no combat whatsoever. It's like a very like real kind of like a realistic story. And you're kind of just getting to know the the inhabitants of the town so you go around on your run you drop off packages pick up packages drop off letters and stuff and then when you're done like the day ends and then you're given like free time to like okay do you want to like you made previous commitment to hang out with this character or oh you're supposed to work on this other project like your own personal project for work and it's like what are you going to divide your time into like what are you going to focus on as far as i know i don't think i don't think there's only just one ending it's kind of just it's very relaxing honestly it's very therapeutic like you're just kind of driving around you can turn on the radio station if you want it's like a very like lazy kind of like country song that plays with some other like country music and it's just kind of you're just going around delivering letters and mail and you're just learning more about the people in this town kind of thing it's very story narrative driven there's no combat whatsoever (laughs) i don't know who you would fight as a mailman but maybe dogs i guess but uh, yeah, it's very chill. It's supposed to be like only like eight, maybe seven hours long. But uh, I'm liking it. It looks really good. It runs really well on on PC. And so that's what I'm playing right now. Um, I was telling you earlier, I'm excited that the Mass Effect trilogy, yeah, l- the Legendary Edition is coming to Game Pass very soon, and I can finally finish two and three like the way they're meant to look like. So 
yeah, I'm excited about that. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I want to continue playing the Halo series because I've only played Reach. Mm-hmm. But you can't just download Halo 1 by itself. It's part of like the Master Chief collection. And that thing takes up like 200 gigabytes altogether. So I'm going to wait until I finish a few more games, clear out my hard drive, and then I'll download it and give it a shot. So, Johnny, what have you been playing lately, sir? So last time I mentioned I got uh, Frostpunk and I got Fist. Frostpunk is also on Game Pass. Maybe I should try it. Well, I have it, so you could try it there. That's true, but and I have a complete. I can play it on PC, though. But I don't know if they give you the complete collection, which I have. No, it's the regular one. I think it's the base game. I got complete. So mm-hmm. keep that. Uh, in mind. So right now, I'm just playing Fist. I really like this game, dude. Forged I... in Shadow Torch. Yeah. So so this is for those who don't know. This is the game where you play as the rabbit with the giant mechanical arm on its back, right? Yes, he he actually has four, three weapons that I know of right now. He has he has a fist that he carries on his back. He he carries everything on his back, right? Okay. And all the weapons are super sized. He has a giant fist, a giant foot, fist. He has. I know, fist. but you say he has three weapons. I was guessing. What no, no, no. Oh. he's got the fist. He's got a drill, and he's got like this whip. Are these all the same thing, just different forms, or are they different? Clearly, individual weapons. I'm just curious. No, they're very individually like they're distinct weapons okay so it's not one thing that turns into all three then no they all have different combos okay the combos all look like similar but different punch enough. drill whip or like that kind of thing or punch punch drill whip 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 punch yeah but they they help you with the environment is oh, okay so is this kind of like a metroidvania like are you are you backtracking or not really i'm backtracking a lot dude there's okay. so much exploration like you start you see the map and then you start seeing different sections of the map like unveil themselves mm-hmm. as you go through them okay and then once you go through them they're like what's in this little corner what's up here what's there right and you want to get to every little spot and i i love it because the sense of explora- exploration is always there okay. and i always get rewarded for it but when it comes down to the weapons like the the fist it's what you expect you're punching around you're doing all these like uppercuts all these cycles right dope okay but then you finally get uh the drill and when you get to the drill the places that you wanted to explore before are accessible now yeah with the with the drill like for example this uh, is like one of those things where like hopefully you remembered where this thing was like you have to go back to or like or does your map show you like hey this is this was locked and now it's not locked yet. yeah it'll show you the door oh, okay cool it cool, says cool. this is a door this is what type of thing you need for it hey you left uh like this cartridge behind there so it's not like the to pick it so up. it's not like the old school resident evil games were like hopefully you remembered this thing was incomplete or something kind of thing right? no once you find it like you kind of like it's written on the map right? okay so it's not too cryptic okay that's good that's but good the, but as far as the level design and the combination of weapons it's cool because you want to explore something and then you explore it as much as you could and you're like i can't cross this bridge right here all i see is a turbine and it's just blowing up right mm-hmm. so later on you get the drill and it says when you get to the spot it says activate your your drill in this fashion so like a helicopter yes so so now you've done combat with the drill and you get to the spot and you you use it like a damn helicopter and yet now you can go up into a whole new section of the level okay uh also with the drill i found like i there was a spot i couldn't get to right i started swimming and i kept drowning 
So now that helicopter thing is like a submarine. I I use it you underwater. You point it down. Yeah, I point it down, and it's like this little sub. That's and, cool. And <laughs> and now I'm not drowning because with the drill, I got there like in the in the quicker time, right? Oh, okay. So. So it's like an oxygen meter kind of thing or something? Yeah, I have an oxygen meter. But with the drill, I got to the place that I wanted to so much faster. Gotcha. And then the whip thing, it's like an electric whip. There were these other locations where I couldn't get to. I just saw like this little target thing in the sky all the time. Mm-hmm. I kept passing them by. So when I got to the whip, it says, okay, now you can press circle. And the whip will get to it and it rubber bands you up there. And the traversal feels so much doper, dude. Because first... You're just like running around mm-hmm. and then you get the dash and then, then you get the like the double dash and now you could dash in every direction and then, oh, you, get the, okay. then you get the whip. Is it like, like in Smash Bros when I use Pikachu and do the ch- ch- like where you can like dash and then dash again like right after? You could do that if you want to, but it's more like, like double jump dash. Okay. Like double jump and then, and then D- dash in, in any direction. Jan- okay. All right. So then you start doing things like, um, you see an enemy in a part of the level, right? So you get your whip because you got to transition between like the different weapons, depending on what you're doing fast. Mm -hmm. So let's say you see an enemy in the corner of the map and you got to get to them, right? You just have to pass through there. So you get your whip, you, you whip up to that little device, you press Mm -hmm. circle and it like launches you up there. And then you see another device and you like rubber band, you feel like a ping pong, not a ping pong, but uh, what is it called? Uh, The table pinball, pinball, it feels like pinball. So you pinball up there and then you switch your weapons and then like you drop, not a hammer, but like a hammer you drop on the enemy because now you have your fist activated. Okay. And then if you need to escape, you might take the turbine to escape from those enemies. So like all your moves kind of flow into each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So it's like whip and then helicopter and then drill or something like that. Like punch or something like that, right? Yeah. uh, The combos, they're close enough to combos, but they don't feel like... They don't feel like you're playing Mortal Kombat. Or how's the how's the difficulty? Do you have to choose at the beginning, or is it just a, one standard difficulty for everything? I think there was normal and then hard, or easy and then normal. Whatever I I chose the hardest one. Normal. Yeah. Okay. Just one normal. Uh, so level design is great. Uh, you find yourself doing things you didn't expect you to be doing at the beginning of the game. Uh, the only issue I have with it. Is, is, so is it, is it like a steady rollout? Like, okay, you've done this enough. Like, now let's introduce a new element or like a new mechanic kind of thing. Is that how it is kind of? Yes. Okay. Uh, some sections are actually really difficult, dude. Like, there's... Uh, or you have to like figure out like what's the combination of moves kind of thing? Like the order? Yeah. With with traversal, like uh, there's a... There was like... Not a canyon. Um, there's a cave system. And in the cave system, there's a bunch of enemies. And there's a bunch of spikes. And in those sections, it's really tough because your timing has to be on point and the direction of, of where your trajectory is. Mm-hmm. So you got you to gotta pinball around, not hit the damn spikes, hit like the propeller thing, mm-hmm. and then get to your location. But everything has to be like so fine-tuned when you okay. do it. Uh, my only gripe with the game, I would say it's, it's not like the game's fault. It's, I just wish it had more of a mature tone. Like, I wish there was gore and blood and stuff, right? Okay. But it's like a little dude with a... It's a little rabbit, yeah. right? With, like, these it's interesting little, weapons. It's like a little cutesy kind of... Yeah, and, and he talks, like, to this girl that's a cat. And there's, like, a rat mafia. 
<laughs> rat mafia. Yeah, you talk to all these little rats, and you guys are like trying to coordinate because you're trying to fight this other guy that was your homie, which is also a rabbit. So there's all these little factions. Going Seems on. like Sly Cooper vibes, kind of. That's what it sounds a like. little bit, but there's all these little factions. But when, sometimes you talk to a character, and it's just like text. Mm-hmm. So all that mm-hmm. stuff, I just <laughs> I just skip all that. Yeah, uh-huh. it does have like these cinematic scenes, and there's enough of them to like keep, keep you engaged. Huge. Okay, but the the writing itself isn't all that great. It's okay for like the for what it is it's just I wish Presentation. it was more mature yeah mm. um that's it dude I'm really liking the game uh are, are you almost done with it or you, do you sense like you're about halfway or like can't I'm really tell? probably I'm probably halfway is there any like is there any like per, per, like completion meter or like is it like okay there's like four big bads and I've already dealt with two of them or like how do you like measure your how do you know oh there's a lot of bad, boss battles dude and the bosses are dope too okay cause you have to select which weapon again is going to be most effective, but they throw you into this wild shit sometimes. Like you'll have one little boss and you do all your combos and you're like, ah, I got this guy, so you kill him off, and then all of a sudden this other dude comes and recovers his life, and now you got to fight both of them. Oh, like a phase two kind of fight. Yeah, and they all have different uh, different move sets, mm-hmm. and sometimes it feels like you're in um, uh, what is bullet. Bullet hell? Bullet hell, yeah. It feels like you're in bullet hell sometimes. So you're bouncing around, trying to like do all this, all this shit and blocking, and uh, it's wild, dude. It's, it's it sounds fun. It sounds like it's not boring, at least. No, nah, I don't think it's boring. So I think I'm about halfway. I'm pretty sure I'm going to platinum this thing. And Are the trophies just kind of like kill X amount of enemies or pass this level? Or like are they more like collect everything in this area kind of stuff? Or... You don't have to collect everything, but the the map will tell you, like, I don't know, maybe there's, like, eight sections to the map, uh-huh. and the map will say you're, like, 80% done with this section. Oh, uh, okay. So, so I complete the map, basically. Yeah, so there's some, like, two of those I've probably done 100, and then the other ones I've probably got, like, 60, 40, whatever, right? Okay. And, uh, yeah. Does it require multiple playthroughs for the Platinum, or can you do it all in one playthrough? I'm not sure. Uh, probably won't. I can probably do it like on play it on beat it on hard, beat it on extra hard. And like, you know, it's so. it's really fun, dude. I'm really glad I played this before I played Frostpunk, because Frostpunk is a, it's a monster, dude. I mean, you're very glad you played Frostpunk before this. I did play Frostpunk. Yeah, that's what you're saying. That's what you meant to say, right? Yeah, but it was taken away from me because that was only a trial. Version. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Some breathing room. Now I, I get to play this game. Because if I started Frostpunk, I have no idea when I would have got to a fist. That reminds... I'm glad you mentioned that, Johnny. I forgot. I did play... I played a lot of Civilization Five over my winter break. I forgot about that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Civilization Five is basically like RTS. I'm interested in that game. It's... You start off as like one of the... You choose like who your... What your country is and like who your major like person is or whatever like you're like political leader or whatever yeah i usually pick either george washington or otto von bismarck who's like of old germany and like you're i you're what you're supposed to do is you start off on a on a very on a big map but like you're in a small portion and you're competing against these seven other countries and there's like different like win conditions 
you can like either beat everybody to space if you can get to the space before everybody else Mm -hmm. you can beat them militarily like you take over all the countries like through force or you can take over the countries through uh culture which is like you spread culture enough to the point where like you are now recognized as like a protected like world heritage kind of thing and then oh also there's a religious victory which is where you convert all the other all the most of the countries to your religion so like you have like these it's like a hexagon the map is a hexagon based uh map yeah so like it's you know hexagons that's like a honeycomb and you like have to develop different types of technology in the correct order so for example if you have a if you control like a stone uh tile then you can research uh masonry and then you can start mining if you start mining you can like sell your resources for like gold and with gold you can buy like more like soldiers and other stuff so like it's a art it's one of those games where it's like one more turn just one more turn one more turn and it's like holy crap like 15 minutes ago it was like 10 30 now it's 2 a.m kind of thing it's like one of those games where like it's dangerous for me to play because i lose track of time so quickly with it yeah um I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod before, but Civilization Five is like one of my favorite games. It's so much fun to play. Either like you you can like invade other countries and like plan out your tactics where like, oh like this one so country you can actually see the combat like in real time? No, it's like you take turns, but like your soldier like you want to attack this other group of soldiers, then like you just have them attack and they'll go over and like the math will be dealt out and then you'll get like, like the R- results. But it's not like yeah, it's not like an RTS where you see the combat play out yeah you and they you do can, the like, fighting but you already know like it tells you ahead like what's the projected outcome of that like engagement. yeah you can't micromanage like oh move this tank around and like shoot them from behind flank them all that. you can do that but it's slower okay it's more like okay like i'm trying to take over the city but i can't like take over the city because the city's like we're like it's an even stalemate so like in between turns i'm trying to get more units over there yeah but like they're taking so long because it's like a chess game kind of we're like i'm trying to position but like it's taking a while because it's not done in real time. It's taking turns back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So you're trying to like position like your archers and like your like siege weapons, like like trebuchets and like uh, catapults. I think a game we might have to play sooner than later. Um, lately, I've been a lot more into like board games. I really, for some reason, I really want fucking board games. Do you remember that game we tried to play years ago? It was like a military like PS2 game. No. We tried to play a game. It had like a weird Japanese name. I can't remember the name. It was hard to pronounce. But it was like one of those games where like you had to manage like your fuel. You had to like manage resources. You had to like basically take over like a map to like build more military bases. It was like a PS2 game. But it was like... Was it a Red Alert? No, something kind of like that though. It was a hexagon based... But you had to like... You could like launch planes into the air... And like, if you didn't land them fast enough, they would run out. Of, they would run out of fuel in air and then crash, kind of thing. No, I don't think it was really complex. We tried to play, but it was like too complex for us. It was a PS2 game. I don't think I've ever. I can't remember the name, but it was like way too complex. Are you saying for... I played it? You and I both tried it at least once, like when I lived in my old house. Okay. But it was just way too like complicated for us. Like it was too much. We had to manage like soldiers and vehicles in the air and in the sea and on the ground. It, had, it was a cool concept, but it was like, if you try to do like Warhammer in real life or like Warhammer, like in a video game and it's like all like 90s era tech. No, I don't, I don't recall. Oh, that okay. It was interesting, but, okay. um, but yeah, like we got to play some board games, dude. 
Because uh, I I remember listening to uh, what is his name uh, Keenan on None of Our Business podcast. Oh yeah, You're talking about like uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, pretty often he brings that up, and I I kind of got that. Itch. I want to play that too, but it seems like the difficulty curve is learning curve seems steep. Yeah, but it's it's kind of cool because I need a because I don't like like doing digital at night, right? So I need crafts and I need hobbies. I need hobbies at night, so I want to do board games and like. Sometimes or like I'll do figures to paint or, or something. Yeah, some model kits, whatever. I just don't want to do oh, fucking Oh, I love model kits. Model I, kits? I love, no, I said I love kits. model kits. I have a lot of, uh, well, not anymore when I moved. I had to throw some away. But I had some military, I have a SR-71, the Blackbird. Yeah, I got to get into I that stuff. Just for the sake of not doing digital at night. Yeah, I, yeah, I was talking about that with somebody else. Where like, I want to have other hobbies that are not just like electronic related. Mm-hmm. And I think model kits is something that I kind of want to get into. I want to watch, I want to get into like the Gundam model kits, but I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to have no idea what I'm like doing if I don't at least watch like the shows it's based off of. So I want to watch the anime and then get into like the Gundam. Cause some, I see a lot of the model kits wherever I go, like it has like a hobby shop or like yeah. at the mall. And you see like these really dope, like looking like, like Gundam kits, like the way the finished product looks so dope. And it's like, man, I bet I would love that if I knew what it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the thing with those, it's, I mean, like, a generic model kit will hit you for, like, 40 bucks, you know? At the, I've seen some at the mall are, like, around 20 to 30. Well, it's because there's different grades. There's That's like, what I'm saying. Like, there's, like, the entry grade, and then there's, like, the master crap, where, like, we have, like, metal and, like, yeah. high-quality, like, this is going to take you, like, hours and hours to do, just do this one leg or something kind of stuff. Yeah, so I, I got to get into that stuff. Just hobbies that are not fucking digital that I can do at home because it's straining like, your eyes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but also like there's bike riding and stuff, but I can't do that shit when I'm trying to chill at home. You know, stuff like that. Like especially not in this area at night. That I wouldn't recommend it. I yeah, because if if I lived in a better area, maybe not even during the day. <laughs> no, this area this area isn't crazy, but it's not. I, it's not something I could do all the time, like every day, because right? the weather won't permit it or yeah. something. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, we keep like sidetracking, which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. We don't have much else to talk about, really. <laughs> but yeah, I I would hear uh, Keenan talk about about his Gundam s- stuff, right? Like, I don't know if they're just cards or whatever, but I'm like, I really want to get into this. And what started it for me is playing stuff like um, Here to Slay. Here to Slay is a card game and it's super cheap, and I think everybody should get this game. It's, it, it's fun. We played before. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then I've had Monopoly. I've had some dope Monopoly uh, sessions with like house rolls. Really? Yeah. I can't get into Monopoly. It's too long. It's just way too long. And then it just boils down to like the last two people who have the most money, and it's just like. Well, that's the thing. I have my own house rolls where you can have everybody stay in the game. Oh, okay. And it's like super competitive and. There's so much like a buy-in, like to like buy back in or kind of thing or what? No, like you could uh, liquidate your assets and give them to another player. You can like donate fucking assets. You can keep certain people in the game and you can like have team up or allies. something. Yeah, dude, okay. I've had amazing games. Like base monopoly is whatever, but house rolls super dope. Okay, and I have a. Uh, well, the reason I brought that up is because you were talking about civilization, civilization, and resource management. Yeah. And there's games that I really want to play, like Scythe. I don't have Scythe, but I do have Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Catan is heavy on like resource management. Management. Okay, yeah, that one's the that one's like the most popular one. That's not like one of the mainstream ones, like Dungeons and Dragons or like Monopoly or Clue. That's one of those board games that I know because it's known in like nerdy circles as being like a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's yeah, it doesn't have the highest rating, but it is well known, within, very like, beloved as for within classic game. board games. Yeah, 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 you're right. So what's Scythe? I never heard of Scythe. Is it Scythe like like a Grim, Grim Reaper? Scythe, no, well, no. Like Scythe is like I think it has to. It takes place in a dystopian world. I think it's something like you're in Russia, but there's also mechs in it. Okay. Yeah. I always wanted to play Risk. And there's also resource management. Yeah, but Risk isn't. That seems fun. I don't know. I, or you like take over the countries and stuff? I hear it's a hit or miss for Risk. Oh, okay. Um, it sounds like a risky choice then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, no, it's cool. Let's just have awkward silence. I that, <laughs> You're okay with comment. the cook? <laughs> you can just sit in your awkwardness. Okay. So anyhow. Are you trying to extend the awkward silence? No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. So anyhow, back to hobbies. Uh, yeah, let's try to figure out things that are, what are, utter. Damn, this this thing just took a nosedive. <laughs> Basically, Johnny's saying to diversify your hobbies. Yes, essentially. Yeah. I was gonna say, why don't you read a book? But you already read books, so I guess that's not much. I have Audible, dude. I love fucking Audible. The thing is, it's hard for me to listen to audiobooks because I get distracted, and then it's hard for me to find my place again. What? Like if I'm listening to something, yeah, and I get distracted by something else, and it's like, how much did I miss out? Like how far back do I have to go to catch up? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, but I mean, I don't know how much time has passed. Like I have to like, it's like rewinding. Whereas like I'm listening to a podcast, and it's like. The topics, I know what topic I'm on, like if I get distracted kind of thing. And books don't work the same way, at least not that. that. No, you're right. Like a, a podcast, I can I can play like any fucking time. Driving, fucking whatever, doing woodwork. You're just absorbing information like passively. But if it's like a book that you have to listen to, like you miss out on a story, critical like bit of knowledge and you're yeah, like, yeah. what? Like what just happened? So Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it depends. Like if you're just cleaning, Audible will do it like... I don't know, dude. I love Audible, listening to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You really have to be zoned in, and it has to be complementary to whatever other thing you're doing. Like if I try to, like the last one I tried to listen to was like a Star Wars audiobook, and I was driving, and I was just paying too much attention to like me driving and not enough to the story, and I was like, wait, what happened? Like oh, I have to go back. Like ugh. it just became kind of like a pain, really. So, anyways, uh, Johnny. Let's close out this episode. Uh, was there? Do you have any final thoughts or anything you want? You want to talk about something else? I forgot what it was. Something to do with watching something, right? You want to close out with? Uh, you want to talk about something you were planning on watching? Planning? Um, no, I just wanted some uh, audience input to see what recommendations they have for just pop culture in general. Like I haven't seen uh, Spider Man or Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, I'm considering it. It's just four seasons in. It's they they go by quick, Johnny. They're really short. It seems like a lot, but then you see, like you can do one season in one day are and they, not feel like tired. Are they about as short as like the Marvel stuff? Because the Marvel stuff is like if you each really season, think about it, each season like is 20. ten episodes, and each episode's about thirty to forty minutes, including credits. Yeah, but the credits Netflix automatically skips the credits after like five seconds to the next episode. Uh, so yes, okay, I might get into Cobra Kai. But I think the the quickest thing I'm gonna jump into is uh, Space Sweepers. I'm sorry, what? Space Sweepers. What is that? Is that like Minesweeper? 
Nah, it's like some sci-fi film. Where's that on? It's on Netflix. Mm. I think I, I really want to actually watch that Love, Death, and Robots thing. I think I actually want to check that out. Because you always tell me how good it is. First season. Oh, not the second one? Second season only has like two, two maybe three good episodes. It's like the Twilight Zone, right? But like futuristic or something? It's like Black Mirror, but for... Well, Black Mirror is like the Twilight Zone, but just more disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to watch Space Weavers. If uh, you guys have any input on it. Because I'll watch it this week. You guys can get like send us your review about it. I need it. to watch The Witcher too. I haven't seen The Witcher. On, on what this is. Um, Witcher, I could not get into. No. No. Did you watch the Star Wars Visions shorts on Disney Plus? Nah, they, uh, they're <sighs> kind of cheesy. They're so good, John. Some of them are cheesy. Some of them, not all of them are hits, but there is a handful of like, like this needs to be its own series just based off of this one episode kind of stuff. I recommend it. Although, not all of them are great. Some of them are kind of trash. But Yeah, I put in... Wait, Visions is the one... Like, the first episode was uh, the black and white thing, right? Yes. Yeah. They're not all black and white, though. But you said that one was good, and I saw it, I was like, this one's The Duel? Whack. Yeah, that's the first episode. It's really good. It's dope. Okay, I might I might need to give it a chance. Yeah. Because they had that animation where it, like, stutters. You know I hate that. Which one was that well, one? it's not... The first episode where it's, like, not a fluid animation. Oh, right. Because it's, it, it's kind of, like, paying homage to, like, old, like, 1950s-style, like, Bushido, like, samurai movies, which have that same kind of, like... That weird kind of, uh, like, low frames per second kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But that's on purpose. It's not like, uh, like they messed up. That's, like, an homage. Skip... Okay, skip the duel. If you don't like it, skip the duel. But there is better ones. The second one is really dope. Uh, my favorite one is the one called The Ninth Jedi. That one is like action packed in the good in a good way. Okay. Yes, write that down. Uh, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody is the second episode. That one's worth watching because that one's the one that has like the Boba Fett cameo, and also um, the Ninth Jedi, which I think I think is the seventh episode. Oh, I watched the Twins. The Twins is dope. That's the one with the really like high contrast, like neon color looking stuff. You'll dig that. So look for those specific episodes. The rest is hit or miss. But those are hits right there. I'll tell you that. Okay, so that's Andrew's... Uh, that's Andrew's recommendation. List. Oh, watch The Book of Boba Fett, too. Johnny. Oh, there's a new episode coming out tonight. Oh, um, I'm going to be too sleepy. I'll watch it tomorrow. I have to go to work okay, tomorrow. Okay, so let's get into that right, like, right now. Uh, so I'm going to watch Space Sweepers. If you guys want to give your input or send Andrew uh, on Twitter or whatever. What is... Okay, can you give us the pitch for Space Sweepers? What's the pitch? Or you don't even know, like, you're just going I forgot. Like, I, I remember the pitch, but it's been sitting on Netflix on my wish list for so long. Yeah, I don't remember what it's about yet. <laughs> okay. I just know it's in space, and the production quality looks fucking amazing. Except I think it's in subtitles, and that's it. But okay. I gotta watch this shit. Alright. Because people have been, like, raving about it. Alright. Alright, so I'm gonna watch that. You want me to watch the Star Wars stuff? Yes. So I'll check that out and I'll give you my my take on it. My and then you it. can listen or watch to our Star Wars podcast that I do with my friend. And you can tell me what you think. On YouTube? Yes, on YouTube. Okay. My Star Wars. It's literally called My Star Wars Show. It's part of the... Because him and his friends have like this... They have a YouTube page where they watch... Uh, they're doing this cool thing where they're watching every best picture winner of every year mm-hmm. ever. And then ranking those best pictures against the rest to see which is the best best picture. 
what their opinion is of the best. Yes. Okay. Okay. So if you're into like Oscar like winning movies, like that's what they're basically doing. But then the but then like some of them also do like a the video game side kind of like what we do, mm-hmm. but they only just talk about the games they've been playing. But like each one of them plays like five games in a week, so like they have they do what we do, but in a much longer form without the news. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the the channel is called Backlog Banter, but uh, my Star Wars show is the only thing that I appear on. I that. looked for that too. Uh, Backlog Banter, and I was like, I can't find this shit except for YouTube. Yeah, it's only again, for some reason they only do stuff on YouTube. Okay. I don't know why they just do. I think it's just easier that way for them. But anyways, uh, oh, so. I was gonna say, um, Boba Fett, first episode, terrible. I did not like it at really? all. Really? No. What? What's your take on it? Because we just did an entire episode about our first impression of Boba Fett, and we yeah, both liked it. Yeah, that's why I was looking for well, it. Well, we gave it like it, we both agree. Like my co-host Abram and I, we both gave it like a seven out of ten. It's not terrible. It's not like amazing. You know what it is? We were talking about this on the episode. Uh-huh. It, it seems like. Everything is catered, is designed in a way where, like, if it doesn't, like, have, like, the most cameos or the most action or, like, if it doesn't have, like, the most where basically they give away all their cards in the first episode, then people think it's bad. Yeah, really what it is, it's a slower kind of character piece about Boa. No, yeah, like, the first episode tends to set the tone for the whole thing, right? Yeah. So it only makes sense for people to expect it. Like, Yeah, but you need to be able to use to also to have stuff that has, like, a slow build up too. I think. I liked it. I thought the stuff with like uh, where Boba goes to like where they pay him respects and like some of like the like the kind of godfathery stuff that happens uh-huh. with like where like even when a Trandoshan plays you a, gives you a compliment, it sounds like a threat. Like the like I like that stuff of Star Wars where we get into like the interweaving of like politics and like uh, etiquette. Where he got the coins from? Yeah, that okay. stuff later on with like the etiquette, like where the guy from the mayor's office shows up. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, you're, not only does he not have a tribute, he expects Boba to give him something. Yeah. And Boba's like, I, I don't play that. Like, you're lucky to get out if you're alive kind of thing. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, just to let you know, don't be surprised if we sent, like, you know, the mayor sent somebody else. Like, and it's like, ooh, like, is that the, were the assassins we saw in the episode from the mayor then maybe? Or maybe another rival faction? Maybe it was the woman who just gave him the coins who wants her money back that she sent the assassins right after? Like, there's so much, like, stuff like I'm speculating where, like, I'm curious to see what happens. And then, like, the stuff they show from the trailer, like, we're going to get, like, that sit-down with like his, like, lieutenants and stuff. We're going to get those moments where, like, he's dealing with those guys on the speeder bikes, like, the ones that, like, vandalize that home or whatever, that mm-hmm. that farm. Mm-hmm. Like, in the trailer, we see, like, they show up again and stuff. So I'm curious. To, like, you know how the Mandalorian... Because I, I want to talk about all the same stuff that I just talked about in the last on the other episode. But, like, I think this is different because the Mandalorian is, like, very... Like here's the epi- here's like the villain of the week kind of thing, right? Where each story is self con- each episode like self contained. Okay. Like Boba shows up into town. There's a problem, and it's solved by the end of the ex- episode or whatever, right? Boba Fett gets trapped on the planet. By the end of the episode, he gets off the planet. Boba Fett goes to hijack a prison like transport. By the end of the episode, that's been like resolved, right? We're used to these like short kind of like episode of the week stuff. And with Mandel, with Boba Fett, like we're not getting that. We're getting like a single story that's being stretched out over several episodes, like a Marvel style kind of story. Yeah, which I'm fine. Which is not the reason I'm saying it was terrible. Why do you think it was terrible then? Okay, uh, like the part where he escapes. What is that thing called? The Sarlacc. The Sarlaccs. 
That was so underwhelming. What? Because it was... He burns it, and then we get that scene of the like this desert, and then... Like a hand bursts out of the desert, like like a like out of the grave, kind of. Yeah, but it, for so long it was a mystery, right? Like, how did he escape? Like, is he... well in the books he escapes slightly differently. He uses his jetpack to fly out of there. Yeah. In this, he bur- he burns the it. entire thing and then crawls out by hand. I would have preferred if he jumped out of the jetpack. Why did he just pop out of the desert like that? Like he got out and he's like, I give up, and then so much sand. Like he's tired. Him. It's exhausting. I guess. He used up all his energy getting out, and then he's like, okay, I made it to the surface. Like, I can relax now, and that's, like, when his body gave out. But it was, like, forever we were, like, how did he get out, right? And we finally figured it out, and it didn't feel like, like, uh, what is it, a uh, squad, fucking squadron? I forgot what it was called. Like, the plans for the, for the, for the Death Star. Like, all that stuff was fucking interesting, right? It should have felt something like that. But that's, you're comparing a movie with like a show. Yeah, yeah, I'm reaching. Yeah, it's not the same format. Okay, but the main reason I didn't like it is just the actor. Like the actor just isn't selling Boba Fett. To me, I feel like both Boba Fett should feel like he should come across like he doesn't even have to talk, and you feel like the tension. Mm, okay, yeah, I kind of had the same thing too. Where I was thinking like, like people know who Boba Fett is, and yeah. he kind of just. And, like, he seems like, like oh, like, get me to the back to tank. Like, he's, like, very, like, he's not at 100% yet, you know? He's still getting like, healed up. He's, like, not at his prime anymore. Like, forget it. Everything I said, except it's just, it just comes down to the actor for me. He, like, he doesn't sell it. Like, he should really? be walking down, like, the desert and then, like, other aliens see him and they're like, oh, holy shit. Like, I know that guy, you know? And they're, like, scared and he doesn't have to say anything and people are, like, trying to like get away from him i feel like that's we already have that character and that character is the other mandalorian din jaren the other the mandalorian mandalorian one see those guys we don't need to have we don't need to have the same character two people who are basically the same character you just want another din jaren which is like the mandalorian character no it's not that i want another din jaren it's just that boba fett is what i that guy din jaren that you're describing yeah his it's a Boba Fett that I've always thought was going to be Boba Fett. Right. And now I see a different Boba Fett. And it just doesn't work for me. This is an older, not in his prime, weekend. You keep forgetting he's weekend. He's like dehydrated. He's like, he has to be, have regular healing sessions in the back of the tank. Like, he is not at his prime. Okay, well. If and we... this is just the first episode, Johnny. We don't know where he's going to go from here. All right, let's make predictions. Uh,. I think it's going to have, like, a small rise and, like, badassery. And then it's just going to, like, just going to flatline. Like, it's not going to die, but I think it's just going to be, like... Oh, Are you talking yeah. about the story? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like, for the rest of the for the rest of the episodes, I feel like it's going to rise a little bit. And then it's just going to flatline. And uh, the audience is just going to kind of drop off. No, I don't think this no. is going to be, like... This is Star Wars. Audiences don't drop off on Star Wars. Yeah, they do. Not, 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 maybe for the animation they do, but yeah. not for like the live action stuff. Okay, the last couple of years, it's like, it's Star Wars. We got to fucking watch it. Yes. But now it's like, man, they have not been living up to fucking Lucas. Like the fucking theme park and Disney, that shit is empty as fuck. Like people aren't going to that shit. Like there's no interest in it. What are you talking about? I was there like over the summer and it was packed. <sighs> okay, I can't show you a video right now, but. <laughs> In the middle of the pod, but... All right. Didn't you go when it opened? 
I went when it was at half capacity and it was still packed. They were doing half capacity back then. Okay. So. I'll take you word for anyways, it. You actually went. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, I think Johnny and I kind of came to the consensus that going forward, that we're, I think we're going to do a little more pop culture stuff, kind of just sprinkled here, there, and here. So, uh, yeah, now I'm actually going to take notes if we're going to do this more often. We might. I think this might be a good supplementary, like, kind of replacement for the pitch that we used to do because, yeah, keep I feel like the pitch where we're kind of like not really gaining anywhere. I feel like we're running out of ideas, like, we ran the course with that. And then sometimes I do want to talk to you about like media outside of games, but then I just don't record it because it's just not up until this point. Like it was, I wanted to, I wanted this to be strictly video games, but I feel now like it's just a natural fit for us to include because there is things that are like video game adjacent, like when it comes to like Marvel or well, like Star Wars. And, like, yeah, the thing is, stuff. the thing too is like because of podcast, we started as like, hey, let's just talk about news and our opinion about the news. But there's not always news. And I still want to like... Or sometimes there is news, but there's not enough there to pick at. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like not It's like a press release and then you're done. Yeah, and we don't want to give that to the, to the audience. Like, a, okay, it's a slow news week, so whatever. Fair enough. So we I want to... There. There's a lot of interesting shit that is like related to gaming or... Right. Right? So... We can be more than one thing. We can be Johnny the son, Johnny the cousin, Johnny. It's the same thing too. Like they're not. There's other facets to our interests. Yeah. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a wrap up. Johnny kind of gave you some recommendations. I gave him some recommendations. Maybe you have some recommendations. You want us to check out some stuff or not? If you are, if you do, uh, you can reach us as always at duosensepodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that is duosensepodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, we got, I think because I asked for some audience participation, participation last time, I got a couple of emails in, got some cool. kind of engagement from last time. Not this time. I'm talking about last time when we did like the game stuff, the, our end of the year kind of stuff. So, uh, if you guys have any recommendations, feel free to write in. I will try to read it. So, uh, Johnny, I think that's it for us. Uh, we hope you guys have, if you made it this far again, thank you for listening. Uh, And we hope to catch you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye.